0: Good morning, Remy. Good morning, Breck.
1: Um sick kids and no sleep this morning. Yeah. Not for me, for Remy. No sleep for me. Just yeah. tired. We we both got a lot going on, man. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. But the warm comfort, coziness of my bed like it just I feel like it just wants to like keep me in there. We were supposed to do this yesterday and I, my alarm went off and I accidentally, I don't even think I realized I did it. I hit, I hit off and I woke up to a text from Remy like an hour later that says, I'm not getting out of bed. I don't think I, or I don't even, what did it say, Remy? I said,
0: I said are we good to go? I don't want to, I just need to know before I get out of my comfy bed.
1: So no, Remy didn't have to get out of her comfy bed yesterday morning. <laughs> How was the weekend? It was good. We did a lot of
0: cow stuff. We moved our horn cows back off of um, one lease pasture to another. So we did a lot of driving on Saturday. And then Sunday we woke up to a phone call about a sick calf. So we had to go to pasture South bus and rope it and give it shots. Okay. So just uh, light to moderate ranching is what we did this weekend
1: nice yeah i um
0: the boys went without you to a show
1: i got a break i stayed home rode horses uh it was fun fine Bodie stayed home with me we did it together What a good time
0: so you okay, so guys your deadline closed on your sale so you got that mm. coming up
1: yeah well um I'm going to talk about that a little bit, but uh, today we're going to talk about friendships and how they change. And I think we should be friendships and favors. That's what I think of. Um, I know it doesn't make sense now, but it will after I talk about it. Cause I feel like every time we decide on what we're going to talk about, I have a story to go with it. And uh, same today, I guess. But um, so yes, we've been getting ready for the sale and I lean heavily on Allie, my girl in Minnesota. She does a lot of the things that I don't want to do, like the computer end of it. She's really good at all that. And I take care of making sure that all of the pictures are good and done. So yesterday was Pitcher Day for us here. Have you ever done Pitcher Day before, Remy? Uh,
0: Not in a long time because we don't sell horses like we used to, but yes, we used to do the full bathing clipping baby oil on the nose and around the eyes crouching down and shaking things at horses
1: and then me editing people out of the picture so yeah again something i i don't take the pictures like no way i don't know how to run that equipment and i don't want to learn so i'm really good at getting horses ready and we do take a lot of pictures and pictures if you've never taken pictures that's a whole, that's a whole deal in itself for me. I mean, like, yeah. well, like, you know, high stress, you,
0: you've got to take like 1900 because while their feet look perfect on that one, the wind took their tail just the wrong direction and the outside ear was tipped out a little bit. So you got to, it People feels like being the, the best office.
1: versions of themselves while you're doing all of this. Yeah. And
0: then, uh. You, it's like, you know, the eye doctor, you like start looking at the pictures next, like you flip between frame to frame, right? You're like this one or this one, this one or this one. They all and look the same. It. Yeah. Well, they all get they get narrowed down, but yes. Yeah. But yeah I mean, well, we, we, we did we did the baby oil on the nose and stuff too. We made sure that we had oh, the yeah. It's
1: for. a, it's a whole ordeal. Let me tell you. I sand feet. We do hoof polish. Mm-hmm. Um, clear. Uh, yeah, we do all body. I mean, it's just a deal. Anyhow, like there's a lot of emotions during pitcher day because everybody's pissed off and they don't want to. They don't want to be doing it. Um, you've been up early in the in the morning, washing horses, fighting with horses, trying to get them clipped. So yeah, it's just a lot of emotions. But yesterday actually went surprisingly well. It was easy because I decided that instead of doing like a bunch of a bunch of random photos like we usually do, different angles of every horse, we're going to do two pictures of every horse, same position for each horse. That is it. With a halter and a lead rope, we're going to simplify life. And they turned out amazingly well. But um, when we were done, I had a really good friend of mine do them that lives down here. And last year I had my photographer from Minnesota fly in and do it but I was just on a time crunch and Elise is really good so I was like just have Elise do it and we've been friends for a long time we're friends with her boyfriend and she was here for several hours I feel like and we did several horses and we get ready to settle up and um, I said Elise what do I owe you and she said oh god don't make me decide this and I'm like well you're either going to give me a number or I'm going to give you a number And she's like, you know, no. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get you something. So I went to the house and got her some money, and I came back out of the house, and she's like, I cannot accept this. I'm like, why can't you accept this? And she said, because I was doing it as a favor to you because you are a friend. And I was like, I'm going to tell you something. This is not how favors work. If I wanted a favor from a friend, I would ask you to go pick somebody up from the airport that I can't pick up. I'm not going to ask you to do a service for me and not pay you. I don't know how to take a picture. I don't want to know how to take a picture, but I need the picture taken. I'm going to pay you for that. That is how friendships end, Remy. That's how, that is when people start feeling taken advantage of.
0: No, and I I think it's like, um, I, I think it's really hard for people to realize, like you, like we support a lot of our friends. I'll always choose a friend's business over someone else's. But I also want to pay them because I know what it it took to build their business. Like, if we've been friends long enough, I know how they struggled. I know what it took to build their business. So make sure that they're paid and paid fairly for what they're doing. And, um, you know, if you want to do something as as a friendly gift, like if you're a photographer, right, you maybe make a collage for someone or do a couple other, send them a couple other shots that you took that weren't set up. Like that's a friendly thing to do. It's not. It's not necessary. If you want to be friendly and someone paid you, like that's a great way to give back to it. But I, I it's, it's a hard. It is a very. It's very easy to see how friendships end that way because then someone always owes somebody, right? And friends, like and that friendship feeling. and friendship shouldn't be thought of that way. But especially when you're partaking in a professional service from a friend, you don't want to owe them. They don't want to. Owe, they shouldn't want to owe you, and they shouldn't take it that. That's just a favor, right? It's not like she came and took three photos for you. She had a whole lineup of a day.
1: And she has to edit them. that is yeah. so.
0: so
1: I just, I, I'm, I, well, I know this about myself is I don't like to be in debt to others. I want to owe no one anything. I want to go out of my own. And I'm just, I'm learning a lot about favor thing or doing something. It just causes bad feelings, bad relationships. And it sucks because it's things that need to be confronted. And most generally, I don't want to confront those things.
0: I mean, the other way to look at it, right, is um, I've had this discussion with another one of my fr- uh, another couple for, of like, that's a friend, friends of mine that are a couple. And they were saying, the wife was saying something about someone else and her husband looks at her and goes, would you have done anything different? Right. If you went out of your way, you did these things, would you have done anything different? Would you have changed your mind knowing what happened? And she goes, no, He doesn't, don't worry about it. you can be upset about it a little bit. He goes, but if you wouldn't have changed anything, you don't even have the right to be upset. And so that's like, I hate like any relationship. It's worse in friendships, I hate any relationship. It's like, well, I did this for you, so you should do this for me. Well, I thought you did this for me out of the kindness of your heart, which is not like even right. Can you go pick up my kids from school? Okay. Well, I picked up your kids from school, so you should do this for me. Well, but there's a
1: need for that, that that there, um, there,
0: but you know, there's a balance of power and friendships, but I think, you know, it's hard to keep score, but you do see it a lot in like in with, with irregular professions, right? Like photographers Um, interior decorators, horse trainers, dog trainers, whatever it is. A lot of it. A lot of it, right? So like, when they're not just like nine to five jobs, people, and and when they're fun jobs, people don't really think they have to pay you that you should do it because it's fun. And you're like, it is fun. It also costs me money to run my business. So please, Um, you know, and you see it on Facebook all the time too, right? You'll spend, someone will spend $150 to buy something from a from a celebrity but they won't spend less to buy it from you
1: so yeah I um actually opened Facebook to something like that this morning and I was like because that's it's just hard and maybe I'm going through a little bit of it right now and it's really the favor thing and the friendship thing I just feel like you're better off if you pay for your services don't
0: Yeah, it's tough, too, if, like, people think that they're... I know this sounds horrible. People, sometimes people think their favor is worth more than it is, right? That you owe them more in return. And you're like, if you could just tell me what I could pay you, if I could just pay you to be released from whatever this invisible hold is that you have over me, I'd gladly pay you and be done. Yeah, that's what
1: I think, too. Like, I just feel like if I'm providing a service, I... Think Now, because I've lived it a little bit, if I'm providing a service, it's just easier to pay me than try to trade services back. And if you're providing a service, I definitely want to pay you because I do not want to be under any hold, nothing like that. I don't want to feel indebted to you. That's not my style. Never has been my style. Um, Yeah, I don't know.
0: No, and it's, uh, it's just, James does the same thing when people won't tell him what a price is. He's like, well, you have to give me a price because you know, that's the other thing is you never want to be the asshole, right? If someone was thinking they were worth 600 and you're in your mind, you're like, well, you are worth 200, but they didn't give you a price. Well, I'm going to pay you the 600 if you tell me you want 600, but if you don't give me a price, I'm going to pay you the 200 because I'm going to pay you what you thought you were worth. Now, we always try and be more than fair, but
1: some people have a different, um, a different value for themselves in their brain. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. And I could see how that would ruin friendships and all of that. And it's very uncomfortable conversations, I'm sure. No, it isn't. It's it's the same thing. Like
0: if you go out to eat with a lot of the same people over and over again, right? And we like we do, we hang out with the same group of people. I had this
1: one this weekend.
0: So we all pick up the tab at different times and it all works out in the wash because None of us really drink. So there's never the alcohol, like, you know, that's not part of the bill. So it just kind of works out the same, no matter what. And, uh, but then you'll go out with a couple people and they'll order a lot of drinks or they'll do this. And then time comes time for the bill. And like, if, and that's kind of, it's not a rule, but like if, if you don't order alcohol, right. And someone else does, and you're just agreed to go out to dinner together, you shouldn't have to pick up the tab for their alcohol unless you offer to take them out. Right. But they'll be so like we had someone one time invite us out for dinner. Bill comes like and that's how ours is like if we're like hey we'd really like you to come to dinner with us not like oh we're gonna go meet for dinner right we would like you to come to dinner with us then we pick up the tab if we invite you not like I said like if it's a, like more of a formal invitation we pick up the tab and that's what this person did and then they ordered a lot of alcohol and then they had their bill figured out and they underpaid it without the tip by like thirty dollars and there was like a decent group of us. And I was like, okay, mark that down for who you are as a person, because we always overpay, like, especially when the bills are split, we always overpay because we like to tip heavily. But again, when you're around the same group of people, it always works out in the wash. You just start to figure out who you're,
1: who you don't want to go split bills with. Well, so, um, I don't even know if I'm like, I don't know, uh, if this is like, terrible etiquette or what but another thing that I hate because I don't want somebody feeling like they owe me dinner because then I'm gonna feel like I owe them dinner and I do not like to owe anybody anything Remy it um so we went out to eat on Sunday night I mean it was like a just very casual deal but it was me and Bodie and a couple friends and um When the waiter came to take our order, I just looked at him and I was like, him and I are together pointing towards Bodhi. And Bodhi's like, that is so rude, mom, after he left. And I said, what is so rude about that, though? I don't feel like that's rude. And he's like, why do you do that? Because I do it quite often. Like, because I don't want somebody else to feel like they are responsible for my meal. I don't want that, Bodhi. And he's like, I kind of get it now. I don't know if that's. It's terrible I, etiquette I or I have no clue. I
0: don't I care. think it just, it, I think it depends. I think the same thing, right? It just depends on the relationship. It depends on, so like I will use um, some of our clients that are very good friends of ours, right? Like Mike and Jenny Christian, Michelle Cheek and us go out to eat a lot. It just kind of rotates through the bill because you just, it ends up all catching up in the wash, right? If there's just us now, like if our kids go, I for sure cover our bill if not other people's bills but if it's just like the two of us you know but again we go out to eat a lot so it's not like it just like we like if we go and get tacos okay well then we'll buy this time and then you buy the next time it just again it works out but we go out and you don't have that push and pull but you know and the opposite is true if we take clients out to eat like again in a more formal deal like we invite people out well then we cover the bill and I don't think anything about it's just a A business expense, and um, it was the same thing when Dustin and Christine lived here. We just swapped off on paying bills. Depend and depends on the restaurant too, because if it's more expensive, then we just would split it. Well, so
1: we go out to eat probably now a lot more than we usually would because we're busy, but probably two to three nights a week, and uh, we're taking clients too, and even for them, like, cause it's so frequent that we're going out to eat together. I'm like, I don't think that they should have to pay for me all the time. And same true with me with them. And I don't, I think that they respect that. And they actually, some of them like it because I don't think that they cause I think they feel like they need to pay for me sometimes. Remy, I don't, I don't want that. I don't expect that. And um, the other thing is like, what happens when you're with people who, never pick up the bill yeah All I mean again you start to and figure so out it's always me and I'm like uh uh-uh, we're not doing that anymore yeah, so that you just don't go out to dinner with those people. <laughs> it no
0: happens, it happens folks you know and it's true too it's like it depends on how you tip like we we tip heavily we always have I feel like I'm a good tipper and uh now that I have kids I tip really heavily because they're messy yeah. Even if they try and be clean, they're messy. I, I think it just it, it it's like a, it's a funny deal. Right. Because like so, and I, I think it depends on the relationship. Like I like we go out when we go out to dinner with my dad, like my husband has tried to give his credit card to the waitress or the server before we sit down. And my dad will still have beat him to the punch. Right. Like he like we cannot pay for it. And like I said, there's other times where you go into that's big parties. So, remember, yeah, but you know, different. and I think, but like there's, there's like a certain generation too where they do get a little offended if they can't buy you something to eat. But at the same time, it's like, we had one client like that and he would pay for like any, he, he was like that with everyone. It wasn't just us, right? Like you would go out with his family, he'd pay for everything. And so we were doing something one day and I had to go get lunch and I, I finally got to like buy like a food for him. He's like, oh, no, no, no. Let me pay you back. And I was like, it's a six-dollar sandwich. I don't want to add up all the time you've paid for food for me. But again, it was just his relationship, and I, and you know, you always mark down who thinks that you're going to pay for their food. Like, I know it sounds horrible, but like, if they are never offering to pull out their wallet, you don't want to go out to eat with them because
1: food's expensive, man. Like, right. So that's <laughs> the reason I'm always just like, these people are on my tab, mm-hmm. and then. I let everybody else t- say who's tab there on. I don't know, but I'm like, it's weird. I don't know if it's terrible etiquette or not, but I, I really don't care.
0: I don't think. I mean, I don't think it is. We we are, or we just tend to split the bill ourselves. Still, we do that also. So, but I had another friend tell me. She goes, "What is at the end of friend?" I said, "End." And she goes, "Yes, because all friendships will end at some point." And I was like.
1: That is a very horrible sentiment, but yeah, wow, never thought of it that way. <laughs> and I'm like, kind of morbid,
0: it is, but it, and, you know, I, I think, and that's so the reason that we're talking about friendship, why it came up, we talk about it a lot. But my son, Brayden, for the last two weeks has been pretty snappy and quick to be angry and kind of emotional. And I go, I guess it was three weeks ago. So uh, I stopped and I go, what is the matter with you? Like, what's the matter? Like, this is not you. Like, this is not what you are about normally. Like, a little sassy maybe, but not not this. And he breaks down. And he goes, Sean doesn't want to be my friend anymore. And he only wants to be friends with. like." But, like, I mean, he's, like, in tears crying about it. And I'm trying to tell him, I was, like, yeah. like, And it's a hard lesson, but they need to learn it is that not everyone's going to be your friend for forever. And there's peaks and valleys of friendships. But when you're little, that's your whole world. Right. Your friends, are your whole world. And so how do you explain that to a little kid? But we see it as adults, too. Right. Like, why doesn't she like me? And I had this conversation with Brayden. I've had it. We've talked about it a little bit on here is when people talk about that, like the worst heartbreak is, your, you know, is divorce or your girlfriend or your boyfriend leaving you. It's not for me. The end of friendships are actually the worst and they're very messy because you can't just say, Oh, I'm not attracted to you anymore. Right? Like this lifestyle doesn't mesh with mine. Like when someone doesn't want to be your friend anymore, they really just don't like you. Right. It's, I don't like you. I don't want to partake in you, in you anymore. And that's really hard, right? Like there is no sexual chemistry behind it. There's none of that. It's just, I don't fucking like you anymore. And as an adult, you learn how to deal with that. But some people don't learn how to deal with that why don't they like me how you know how do i fix this how do i make this better how do i contort myself in a way for them to like me well maybe you're not for them but that's it it's it's tricky like friendship is tricky and then it gets muddled by stuff like finances or differences of opinion on sometimes very dumb things and uh
1: i just keep people at an arm's length i feel like kind of like when it comes to friendship so Sounds, like, so terrible, but it's not as messy for me, I feel like, for me, because I just.
0: I I mean, like, I get the, so I have the reputation of being, like, the ice queen, right? And I'm not the ice queen at all. I, I'm not the ice queen. I, maybe I am. I don't think I am. Um, but that's the, <laughs> repu- <laughs> like, that's the reputation that I have, right? And part of it is, there's a couple parts of it. Um, my eye was messed up most of my life. It's still a little messed up. I had surgery. So I never looked people in the eye. Like I just didn't, it's my eyes didn't go straight. It was self-conscious. It was just a habit I picked up. So I never looked at people in the eye. The other part of it is that I'm very busy. So when people see me at a horse show and they want to chit chat and I'm like running back and forth, they think I'm being mean. I'm not being mean. I'm just preoccupied. And, uh, I am a bit blunt, right? Like I don't sugarcoat things unless you really need them sugarcoated at that moment, but the sugarcoating will only last so long. And uh, you know, like, I, like if you call me the bitch about something, i be like, are you trying to vent? Or do you want a solution? I will ask you this question. If you want to vent and like, fuck that guy, like let's burn their house down. I don't, you know, but if you want a solution I will give you those things and you know, so I, I have a lot of reasons that people think that I'm much meaner than I am. But for that, like, I am so open about everything and I will love anyone and everything. So I have a lot of very close friends. And that does, it opens you up for pain. It also opens you up for a world of amazing things and people that can really be there for you. But it does, it opens you up for pain and disappointment and regret
1: but so for me I think that the difference is between you and I. One of the differences. There's many, but you get really close to people. You, I don't. I don't know.
0: Yes, I, I do. do. I mean, because again, I'm open, I, I'm open. I don't hide anything. I don't. Um, I don't lie. I'm not disingenuous. Not that you are, but I'm not guarded. I'm not super guarded, right? Like, I just open up my doors. And I'm like,
1: welcome to the shit show jump on the I feel like, like I'm guarded, Remy. I just feel like the older I get, the less I want to engage in bullshit. I mean seriously, like And maybe that's what it is like I I surrounded my
0: people that myself with that don't really give me a lot of bullshit,
1: right? I like will not nothing to do with it. Yeah and
0: see I, I don't really have like even with my close friendships, like we don't there isn't a lot of bullshit though, right? Like I am lucky to have a group of people I can call on when I am, like, ugly crying at my worst, telling them everything, and they're still going to be there. And,
1: um... Well, did you, in high school, so let's go back that far, did you have a lot of close friends in high school? I had
0: probably three very, very close friends. Um, like, very, very close friends, and in college, I had, like, another three that were in college and probably two more outside of that. And like, you know, when we interviewed Christine, Christine used to be my best friend for a really long time. We had a falling out. Um we didn't talk for a couple of like probably two years. Like we neither of us attended each other's weddings. And um it just kind of organically came back together. We both apologized for again dumb and petty things you do in your early twenties. And um And I talk to Christine almost every day. I I love Christine. She has seen me at my fucking worst and does not judge me or she judges me to my face, but she doesn't judge me behind my back (laughs) to, you know, and, and, and I think that's true too, right? Like, I think that I don't want friends that just pay lip service to me. Like, yeah, you're right. You know, that person's horrible. Unless like you, you know, we all need that sometimes. Like you're having a shitty day, you need to be right. I don't care what it is, right? Like, um, but I, I, I want friends that hold me accountable. I hold my friends accountable. And, it, and I think, I, I think I spent a lot of time. Oh, I think I spent a lot of time guarded and alone and worried about things. And I didn't like, we've talked about this again, right? I was never super guarded. I was just, I think it's hard because I'm independent. Like I'm very independent, but I learned that I needed people more than I thought I needed people, and as I got older, I really learned
1: that I needed people. And I think that I am more like, from a young age, I've been like this. Uh, wouldn't really consider myself a loner, but kind of. I'm very independent. It's like, I had a lot of friends in high school, but, I mean, I knew, I knew even then that we at once I left that town, I would never talk to these people again. And we were friends, we were good friends, but I never did talk to him after that. I don't keep in touch with anybody from high school. Now, college was different for me. I loved college. My very best friend came from college. I talked to her very often. Um, And I've got a lot of other good girlfriends, but I am to the point in my life Well, because I am so independent, I'd rather go at things alone. I don't lean in. If I was going to lean in on anybody, it's definitely Brandon. Like, he always gets pissed off at me because he's like, what did I do to deserve your attitude right now? (laughs) Like, nothing. Quit being a baby. Let me do it. And, um, but, uh, I, I just am tired of, like, if it involves drama, bullshit, things that are going to wreck somebody's day, or I don't know, I'm I don't want it to do anything to do with it. I'm maybe with you just you know maybe
0: you just need better friends. There's no. like,
1: because I like I again no.
0: not to my girlfriends. They don't um we don't involve each other in drama really right. Like we can bitch and moan and say all the things like about the bad day, but there really isn't drama about it. Right. Like I don't have pettiness. I don't have backbiting because, and part of it is, think part of this just, again, it, it comes down to person, like personality, right? Like I am a strong leader. I don't mean to be that way. Like, I don't mean to be that deal, but I like my other joke it's is, who is. Me, like, but it's like, my my main joke too is like I don't have anxiety, right? But I apparently just attract everyone with anxiety. I'm the anxiety beacon. You come to me. I don't they flock to me. I don't know what it is. But you know, it's we don't put up with it. And again, me being blunt, like if we have a problem, you can tell other people. I don't care if you tell other people, but you better tell me because you like I will call you out every time. If you're unhappy, why are you unhappy? Can we fix it? If not. Okay, we'll move on and everything is fine. It's like, we're not going to be good friends anymore. Everything is fine. I don't hold it against you, but you don't get to go run your mouth about why you don't like me instead of addressing it with me. Right. And again, so I think it just leads to less bullshit in your, um, in my circle. And, you know, like I said, so when I was younger, I had probably two or three really close friends. And then it doesn't sound so bad for me, but I feel like
1: you, that's what, you know, a difference is you hold people super close to you, close to you where I can just walk away and like not think about it anymore. Oh, oh
0: yeah, I can. And I can also just walk away. Like, trust me. So like we if you piss me off. Or you do something that I don't like. We can have discussion about it. And then you no longer exist to me. You could be on fire and I God, can walk away.
1: I mean, I'm not quite like that. But oh, no. I I'm like I so can walk it, it away is, and just never is,
0: even have a thought. It's a very weird dichotomy, right? I will love you. I can love you until the end of time. However, if you put yourself in that area, you just don't exist to me. I will not want to be angry. But I, you could be on fucking Dear fire. Dear
1: Lord, don't ever
0: let me piss her off. Like. And, and then again, that leads to the ice queen thing, right? How could you be like someone? Okay, well, they disrespected me. They ran my name through the mud. They talk shit repeatedly for nothing. And I tried to fix it. So now I'll burn their fucking house down at first, or just don't poke the bear. If you don't poke the bear, you cannot exist to me. However, if you earn my ire, you will be justly rewarded for your efforts, <laughs> which is scary. I'm fully aware. I'm also aware that I'm crazy. But I mean, so in high school, I had two or three very close friends. One of them was um, the guy that I dated. And we were friends after we dated when I started dating James. Um, And then, you know, I started then James and I got together. And I always had two or three other close girlfriends at any given point. But um, it wasn't until so again, it comes back to depression and suicide. But, you know, then I. Once I had kids, I really opened, it opened me up to that. Oh, I need people and I need a village and not to be like other people. I just realized there was stuff, but then I wanted to be that for everyone to the point that I burnt myself out. But again, when you feel for me, when you feel so lonely that there is nothing left for you to give and you look around and there are hands reaching out for you and there's voices that are there in the dark to guide you back to the light, you realize how important those people are. And I yeah.
1: get that. I, I do get that. I mean,
0: and I, I think the other thing that people don't realize, and this is what happens, especially like, like people that are only friends with people that they went to high school with. Right. Okay. You never grew past that. Right. Because I have like, I tell James, like we've been married to four or five different versions of each other. And so friendships have, friendships have to grow. They have to be elastic because you won't, always be the same person you were just like when you're dating someone you won't be the same person you were when you started and sometimes you just outgrow friendships and it doesn't even mean there's anything wrong with you or the person you just outgrew the friendship and for me i can look back on some of those friendships super fondly still love those people still think about them there's just not a place in their life for me anymore and that's so, weird for some people it's not weird for me but people are like oh, i have to hold on to this person when well, you don't have to they can just exist in your universe as someone that was kind and good. And if you, they needed something, they could call on you, but they just don't take up your mental and emotional space anymore.
1: Yeah. I um, have a fun one is, well, next weekend, uh, the 18th, I think it is the 18th. I have my cowgirl sword. And uh, when I was young, I don't even know. Probably twelve. I lived with Ann Lovers, who owned Real Bonanza. He's a big paint. He's dead now, but he's a big paint stallion. She's got a stallion station in Iowa. Um, so I very close to her growing up. She was my. what's um, the person at your wedding that helps you with things? Your maid of honor. No. There's another title. Um, personal attendant, or is that what it is? Like the person who helps you like get dressed and that sort of thing. I think it's personal attendant. Well, um, and then, so Anne I lived with when I was young and then Kim had their Arabians and I lived with her from, for a long time from my youth through college. And so they're both like, we could be sisters. They could be my mom, (laughs) but they're both really good friends of mine. And the last time the three of us were together was on my wedding and we've been married for 17 years. So, because they were both my personal, I think it's personal tenant. I don't know what their name, but the people who help you get ready, that's who they were to me. And uh, they are coming in next Wednesday and going to stay with me. And they're both full-time horse business people, but neither of them, Kim gives riding lessons all day and does the breeding thing every in and out every day neither of them ride they haven't rode in years and i'm like come come to my house and i will let you stay in our trailer and i'll put you on horses it'll be a fun day and so they are going to come and do that next week and i love that kind of friendship because we don't talk hardly i mean we might talk twice a month um, because they're both super busy and don't get to time i haven't seen them in 17 years but we're going to pick back up next Wednesday. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just crazy.
0: Yeah. Like I, um, sounds horrible. I sent like an alarm in my phone, like an annual alarm to call my two best friends from college. I've Be- seen the picture of them. <laughs> so we, because, um, one of my girlfriends is I think she's the editor in chief for the Angel City Press, which is now owned by the Los Angeles City Library. Another one is an attorney. Yeah. And so like they're both very busy. We live very different lives. And um, so I set an alarm so that they will so that we can talk. And I know that, you know, it's just life gets away from you. Life does get away from you. But it it is important to have good friends and like, I, you know what, I can talk to them and it's not like you, you didn't miss any time with them. And, uh, I, you know, I think it's, I, I also think that some people expect different things out of friendship. So for me, we, I've talked about it. There's levels of friendship for me. Right. But in my inner circle, which is apparently larger than most people's inner circle, it is ride or die, right? It is full loyalty. and. I expect it and I give it so. Um,
1: and maybe that's what the thing is about with me and friendships is I want a friend who wants to just, they want to be my friend because they want to be around me. So that's it. They don't want anything from me. They, do you know what I'm saying by that? Like, yes. I,
0: and, and again, I think like I, I, have For me, I've cultivated those people, right? Like, I can have that circle where, you know, if you call me at 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to come bury the body with you. But it it is, for me, like, it's undying loyalty, right? I, and I expect it in return. Yeah, and that's
1: what I want in a friend. Like, I want and, and I
0: And I think that's the hard part. That's why you get to not, not you in particular, right? That's why people in particular have a different version of friendship and everyone does. But again, I have these discussions with my friend, right? Like if you want to be my best friend, like it is ride or die. It is us against everybody else and I'll have your back no matter what, but you have to have mine too. And it doesn't mean that you don't have discussions about what's wrong with whatever they're doing, but I'm gonna help you bury the body before you tell me why you killed him, right? I'm gonna help you first and then we're gonna discuss the issue. But um, I, and again, you get out what you put in for the most part, but sometimes you will pour a lot into a person to, again, have them disappoint you. And they usually, the more you put into someone, the more they can hurt you and disappoint you. I just don't let the offset of hurt and disappointment affect how I will love someone. But I get that it's, I get that I am both equally mean And loving at the same time, right? I will love you. I will love you forever. I will support you. But if you burn me, I still might love you. You just don't exist. You don't take up any mental space. So, yeah, it's scary. And then um, it is all I had. We had some drama, not within our friend group. We had some drama. And uh, a girl that's very good friends with me was ready to take up, like, to take. We ride at dawn, right? She was going to burn someone else's house down for me. And my other friend goes, man, did you see what you did there? And I said, yeah, you're right. I I see what I did there because I treated someone with respect and love and loyalty and look what I got in return, you know? And so I just, I expect a lot out of my friends. My friends expect a lot out of me, but I also don't expect constant contact except for like two people. Yeah, I
1: don't either. Because I, I need them for my mental health. <laughs> I have my dog, Elle. Yeah, I just... Uh, uh, and I, I think the other thing, like,
0: I was watching this deal. I think I talked about it last week, where they're talking about the difference between male and female friendships, right? Because a female-to-female friendship, you can look at them and be like, I need help. I need help. And I wasn't that person for a long time. You could ask me for help, but I was never going to ask you for help. And then um, I developed being open enough to ask someone for help, not just my spouse, because for as much as I love my husband, there is not, there are some things that he does not understand, right? Woman to woman. He just doesn't understand it. No matter how hard he tries, it's not part of their makeup. And so you have to find people for me, I have to find people that I can be vulnerable with and show them the ugliest, dirtiest parts of me. And they still love me and they can show me their ugliest dirty parts. And I will still love them. And they don't. Have you ever been friends with someone too where they like collect pieces of information about you to use it against you at a later point in time? That's never happened to you? Because it's happened Probably. to me. Yeah. And that's the worst. Sure, right. And then be you're honestly,
1: like, honestly, Remy, I feel like my give a fuck with all of the friend stuff, like, because I'm not going to say that I don't need them because I do need friends, but like my give a fuck with all of the bullshit, like, I guess if you want to invest that time and energy to do that shit to me, then fucking do it. I guess I don't know. I really don't care anymore. I'm just to that point, Remy. Well, and see, I to mean, that point, that's I again care. why you, that's why
0: these people don't exist to be right. So I can love you. I can be all love and light, but I will walk through fire with you, with you by my side or not. Right? I'm still taking my path. Either come join me on the hot mess express or watch us as we pass you by. But we're gonna keep going. But as I've gotten older, you start to figure out who those people are, right? Are you, are you hearing my time of need because you care about me? Or are you hear my time of need because you want to register all these things in your brain to then recall a later? It's just like favors, right? Are you stacking up favors because you need something from me? And again, if you're not, when you do something for someone out of love or whatever, if you don't want to do it, then don't do it. Because you can't do it as leverage on someone
1: else. No, and I agree with that. Like, you do it from the goodness of your heart. I don't, I know what you're talking about, and I hate that. Like, it's a one up thing. Like, Mm -hmm. I've got you. I don't like that. Like, and I think that that's my obsession with like paying my own way, because I don't want to feel like I'm in debt to somebody. I, I don't like that feeling. And maybe it's because I've had that so much or that's been turned. You know what I mean? Like that table or cards have been used on me. I don't know. I just know that I would rather pay my own way and live rent free like that. I guess. I don't know.
0: No, it's, it's true. It's just, it's a friendship is a very, very weird thing. It really is. Cause you're like, I choose you to be my person for no other reason than I'm choosing you to be my person, right? Like I'm choosing you to be someone that I spend emotional equity on. And so you have to be careful in how you choose the people or you don't, I am apparently not super careful, but I think that I attract the right people to me most of the time. And again, like I had someone ask me like, man, like, she really like. She demands like full loyalty from you. She goes. Well, what do you expect from her? She goes. They go. Well, that. She goes. So why? She goes. If you expect it from Rebby, why would you not expect it in return, right? If you expect her to be fully loyal to you, why do you get off the hook for not being loyal? And it's just. It seems very weird, but it's it's not. And it's not that I look. My friends and I are not in lockstep about everything. We have varied opinions on a lot of different things. But when push comes to shove, we're going to have each other's back. And uh, and I'm lucky to be surrounded by a group of not just women, but very good men and women that I can count on no matter what. But it's, you know, it starts with, I... it starts with my husband and it works its way out from there. And...
1: I know that, um, for me, like one of the biggest changes or, I mean, I know what the hardest part about living in one place for six months of the year and another place for six months a year. Um, my life is different in the last three years, more so than it's ever been in my life. I've never lived a life that's looked like this for me. I've never, because I'm around people, a hundred percent of my time. And maybe that I because I'm not built like that. I'm not and when I say I'm around people a hundred percent of the time, Remy you knows what I'm talking about. That's all. I, th- I told her I, I couldn't do it. I have nothing against or bad or anything is part of our business, but we have people here a hundred percent of the time. They stay with us, um, camp with us. And then we have more people come in when the photographer was here yesterday. Literally, I mean, the place was busy, 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 busy. And and she's like, is this like this every day? And I'm like, most days is worse. And she's like, oh, my God. She's like, people in, out, in, out, in, out, all from all over. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, how hard was that to get used to? Extremely hard because you... um. I'm not going to say entertaining, but you definitely, I mean, well, you have to show you, the you, best you, version of yourself. On a you are long. entertaining. You are entertaining
0: people, right? You can't let the mask fall. You can't have a shitty day. So yeah. for us, um, most of my clients are pretty good about giving me time or shooting me a text message rather than calling if it's a small thing on the weekend or whatever. But as a horse trainer, like I grew up with English horses, right? Mondays were the day off. You didn't talk to your trainer. You didn't do anything. Nothing happened on Mondays. Mondays were the day off. Well, with cell phones and text messaging and social media, you don't have a day off anymore. Right? They still want to get a hold of you all the time, no matter what. And you have to be at their beck and call, but you don't have to. No one tells you that. Or some people tell you, but you don't listen because you're worried about losing business at some point until you set new boundaries. And you're like, these are the hours I will answer barring an emergency, you can leave me a voicemail and I'll get back to you. And if it's not an emergency, well, it might seem like it's an emergency to you. It's not an emergency for whatever reason. And uh, I guess I'm the same way with, I think, and that's the other thing for me with friendship, right? I don't expect a lot out of my friends except for love, right? I don't have to, I don't have to be that person. Like I don't have to be the right version of myself to be loved by them or to love them. And so I don't have to put on the show. And there's plenty of times where we sit there and this is like the joke with a lot of our friends. There's not very many pictures of our group together unless someone snaps it. Like unless someone outside of our group really takes the picture because first of all, a lot of times we just sit there in silence because we've all been fucked by life lately because it's just the nature of the beast. So you just want to sit there with someone else and be like, this is shitty, right? But you have that little group where you're sitting there in the barn aisle and you're just tired, but you get to be tired together and you don't have to talk and you don't have to entertain. And again, they I get feel to like s-
1: I'm a little twitchy today and it's just because I'm so tired that I feel like I might close my eyes. And this ring light that you're into behind my phone, my God, it's like, feels like it's blinding.
0: <laughs> no, it's, uh,
1: but it's just...
0: I, I I don't expect a lot out of my friends. I mean, I expect love and loyalty, but that's it. That's all I expect out of my friends. I don't expect them to... I mean, we're a low-maintenance group, right? I don't have to put on a show. They don't have to put on a show. We can check in and send each other memes, but... um, You know, we're we're there in the background all the time. And it's nice to feel an unseen support. So... But, you know, I've had friendships end where you're just like, I don't know what I did. You won't talk to me about what I did. So I can't fix whatever the problem is. And I I think when friendships come to a natural or abrupt end, either way, people are very uncomfortable addressing that because you're never really taught that. Right. It's easy to talk about a romantic relationship ending. It's very hard for people to wrap their brain around a, a
1: friendship ending. Yeah crazy. Well, Remy, I think it's about time for us to wrap up, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the plan for this
0: week? Uh, I got lessons in baseball this week. We have a jackpot at the house in two weeks. Um, and I think I got more cow stuff. Let's...
1: Yeah, we're getting new cows this week. Um, and then we are going to an RSNC show that's in Phoenix during the Super Bowl. That should be interesting.
0: Are Um, you staying there or are you driving back and forth?
1: No, we drive back and forth because we've got too much stuff to take care of. But, and there, I don't, yeah, there's like no hotels and there's no stalling left. So we'll just drive back and forth. Should be fun. Pray for our safety on the (laughs) I-10. Yeah, I forgot
0: that it's Super Bowl. So, um, yeah, yeah. Because I think we were supposed to bring in calves on Sunday. I don't know. We'll figure out. Uh, every day is an adventure brick sometimes God. a very sometimes yeah. a very shitty adventure but every day is an adventure like okay side note i know we got to go but we had um saddling horses last wednesday so a week ago and i could hear some sirens no big deal and then all of a sudden we're saddling i'm saddling and the clients with me in the barn and we hear a helicopter over the barn that says please shelter in place we will release you there's a suspect on the loose.
1: Oh my. So I called
0: God. So I called James. And I was like, it looks like they like there's a there's like a 40 acre pasture, then an aqueduct, and then a road. And I was like, it looks like they're in the other thing, but I can't find information about it on our you know, like our local Facebook page. So my client comes with me and James goes, go grab the guns and just sit out in the front because like we're kind of in not really in the middle of nowhere, but we're kind of in the middle of nowhere. And so the guy comes with me, he looks at me and I was like, I told you every day with us is an adventure. It's not always a great one. Did you
1: think you'd be doing this this morning?
0: I was like, (laughs) no, you're coming to ride your horse, but we're going to go get armed (laughs) and
1: we're going to go get guns and sit in front of my house. How's that sound? (laughs) All right, Remy. Well, we will see you next week. Have a great week, everyone. And until then be bold, be brave and be humble. See you next week, Remy. Bye.